Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book of forgiving, the fourfold path for healing ourselves and our world. The book begins with the following story. He had many wounds, Mrs. Moyali spoke with the precision of a coroner. Her husband was cruelly stabbed to death by a group of people. He had five wounds in just his upper abdomen and some in the lower part as well. In total, there were 43 wounds on his body. The perpetrators also poured acid on his face and chopped off his right hand. This was Mrs. Moyali's testimony of the murder at the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. The commission members were struck by a wave of anger and nausea due to Mrs. Moyali's statement about her husband's tragedy. Mrs. Moyali's grief and desperation were almost unimaginable. Next, 93-year-old Beibawa began to speak. Her father was killed when she was eight, and her brother was only three. Since then, she and her brother faced constant harassment and hardship from the police. But what she said next astonished everyone present, I would love to know who killed my father, so would my brother. We want to forgive, but we don't know who to forgive. These testimonies were given at the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which was established with the aim of healing the nation's wounds. People who chose to come to the hearings were all looking for healing or repentance, because they were fully aware that hatred, pain, and revenge can never heal wounds. Only forgiveness can. Forgiveness means not only forgiving murderers and thugs, but also forgiving ourselves. It can bring real inner peace and freedom, which is also the intent and purpose of this book. This book was written by the Nobel Peace Prize winner and South African Archbishop Desmond M. Tutu and his daughter Mpo A. Tutu. Desmond M. Tutu was elected as the Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town in 1986. Nine years later, he was appointed by the then South African President Nelson Mandela as the chairman of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Tutu's exceptional wisdom and his thoughts on forgiveness transformed post-apartheid South Africa into its brand new image as the Rainbow Nation. Umpo A. Tutu is an experienced missionary who also teaches and writes. Due to the influence of her father, Umpo Tutu has always been interested in exploring the path to forgiveness and even wrote her PhD thesis on it. Rainbow Nation refers to a nation where people of diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds and skin colors, whether they are black, white, Asian, Arab, or Indian could all integrate to form a beautiful rainbow. They could live together in the newly born beautiful South Africa. The influence of Tutu's thoughts and generous heart goes beyond South Africa and across the whole world. The Book of Forgiving the Fourfold Path for Healing Ourselves and Our World was another life-changing healing work by Desmond Tutu, following his book No Future Without Forgiveness. It was also highly recommended by Nelson Mandela. In the face of the harm and grief caused by apartheid and the pain of losing family members, how can we begin to heal our inner wounds? This book is a practical guide to healing ourselves and the world. Of course, it should be made clear that the forgiveness in this book is neither moral coercion nor self-deception. It is a series of orderly and principled healing guides and a fundamental approach to healing ourselves as well as the world. 
In this bookie, we will walk you through the path to forgiveness in the following three parts. Part 1, Knowing About Forgiveness Part 2, The Fourfold Path to Forgiveness Part 3, All Can Be Forgiven You have just heard two tragic stories from the testimonies. Perhaps you already feel as though you can't hold back your emotions. Many of us would choose revenge if a family member of ours was killed. Perhaps we would even advocate for cruelty in order to make the murderer suffer as much as our family did. So why does a victim's family try so hard to forgive? Why indeed do they choose this path? We are not saints, so why do we have to forgive murderers? Is this too much to ask? Now, let's listen Desmond Tutu's thoughts on the subject. Desmond Tutu's father was a very angry and violent man. When Desmond Tutu was a kid, his father often brutally beat him. One time, his father even grabbed Desmond's younger brother who was only four years old by his hair and shook him savagely, just because the little boy was playing with his blocks. Desmond couldn't figure out why the blocks made his violent father so angry. Still, he could do nothing but look on in deep fear at his brother dangling in midair as he worried that the little boy's scalp might be ripped off. Desmond's mother was also beaten severely. No matter how hard they sought help from the police, neighbors, and teachers, their pleas were ignored. Desmond hated his father so much that he could have killed him. Tragically, although Desmond resented his father's violence, he became the same type of violent person when he grew up, and so did his brothers. This kind of anger and lack of trust in people had a great impact on Desmond Tutu, which almost led to his self-destruction. After more than a decade of abusing drugs, drinking, and fighting, the people around him persuaded Desmond to forgive his father. It was the only way to free himself from misery. In reality, Desmond Tutu's self-indulgence and self-abandonment were just ways by which he was subconsciously trying to get revenge on his father but was instead utterly ruining his own life. One day, he was riding a motorcycle with his father. When they both bent down to look at the greasy engine, he noticed his father's gray hair and wrinkled face. At that point, he realized that his father is a flawed and ordinary human being. The author finally forgave his father. As long as we don't forgive others, we must realize that our happiness and destiny are in their hands but after we forgive others, we can steer our own life. The author's experience tells us that we don't forgive for the sake of other people. Instead, we forgive other people in order to forgive ourselves. Revenge can only bring temporary pleasure. Forgiveness is the best way to move on and acquire a new life. What's more, scientific research provides sufficient evidence that forgiveness is beneficial in many respects. In his book Forgive for Good, A Proven Prescription for Health and Happiness, psychologist Fred Luskin wrote that forgiveness can reduce depression, boost confidence, and increase positive emotions. If people fail to forgive, they are more prone to suffer from a series of diseases, such as heart disease, high blood pressure, migraines, depression, insomnia, myocardial infarction, and even cancer. For the sake of our lives and health, people should choose to forgive. This is why the author advocates for forgiveness. Our humanity is commonly shared. People are not born with the intent to harm each other. No kids hope to be a murderer or a rapist when they grow up, 
and no one is innately evil. In people's lives they exhibit many traits of goodness, beauty and love, alongside indifference, selfishness, and cruelty. Sometimes they are kind and generous, sometimes selfish and apathetic and sometimes behave either good or bad. The author spoke with numerous prisoners who had committed serious crimes and police officers who had imposed harsh penalties. They found that they had the same human nature and capacities as we do. Bassam Arman as a 12-year-old Palestinian witnessed another boy his age, that was shot to death by an Israeli soldier. What he saw made him feel overwhelmed by a deep need for revenge. As a result, he joined a local group of freedom fighters and believed that he was fighting for freedom, safety, his family, and justice. But in other people's eyes, he was just a terrorist. When he was 17, he was arrested in an attack on Israeli troops and sentenced to prison. Although the prison guard once stripped and beat him brutally, during a conversation, he found that they both viewed the other as a terrorist and an intruder in their own homeland. At that moment, it occurred to him that they actually shared the same humanity. The conflict between Bassam Araman and this Israeli soldier is in essence a manifestation of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which involves complicated international relations and history. If you are interested in learning more about this issue, you can gain some insight through listening to our bookie on Jerusalem, the biography. Let's come back to our topic of forgiveness. Forgiveness requires genuine reflection. Though it may not erase the existing harm and pain, it can save us from further harm and suffering. Forgiveness is neither weak nor passive. It doesn't mean being spineless or never feeling angry. Furthermore, it doesn't involve a subversion of justice or forgetting. Forgiveness is a kind of reconciliation, which leads to the path of healing and saves people from the edge of destruction. Jesus Christ was betrayed by his disciples and was then arrested and crucified. However, he still chose to forgive his betrayer. As a little girl, Umpo Tutu witnessed her nanny being killed in their home and falling into a pool of blood. Despite the fear, disgust, and anger that haunted the family's hearts, they finally chose to forgive. Otherwise, sooner or later, fear and insomnia would relentlessly torment them. We previously mentioned that Mpo Tutu has been influenced by her father since she was a kid, and has always searched for the path to forgiveness. Her PhD thesis and this book are the outcome of her research on an insight into forgiveness. She was not devoured by pain due to this incident. Instead, forgiveness enabled her heart to become firmer and freer. It allowed her to achieve more in her future study and work. However, you may be wondering does revenge soothe our inner pain better than forgiveness? If similar circumstances befall us, we may prefer to take revenge. Is this outlook correct? Will revenge really make us feel better? Let's listen to what the authors had to say. According to the authors, the choices we make can either result in the revenge cycle or the forgiveness cycle. The revenge cycle is a vicious circle. When we feel pain from being hurt or traumatized, we often subconsciously choose to take revenge. In this process, we deny our shared humanity and are possessed by the idea of taking revenge and demanding justice. As a result, a new vicious cycle begins. The chain of hatred doesn't stop. Instead, it goes on and on. 
But what is the forgiveness cycle? When we are harmed or traumatized, if we choose not to harm in return but to instead recover, we should aim to tell the truth and name the hurt so that we can recognize our shared humanity and forgive. On this basis, we can manage to renew or release the broken relationship. Therefore, revenge is never the best way to heal ourselves, as it will only bring fresh hatred and anguish. In the view of Desmond Tutu, only forgiveness will enable us to save others as well as ourselves. That concludes Part 1, Knowing About Forgiveness. Let's summarize what we've learned. Why should we forgive? It's because forgiveness is good for our physical and mental health. It can soothe our pain and empower us to start a new life. The essence of forgiveness lies in our shared humanity. Forgiveness is neither a sign of weakness nor loss of justice. When we are harmed, we are always free to choose whether we will seek revenge or forgive. Revenge always leads to escalation and more revenge, forgiveness is the only path that leads to healing. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.